0: Welcome to another edition of Union Money. I'm Brian Hirsch this evening. We are focusing on investments. Yesterday's Sunday Business Times headlines read, economic, economic recovery gets extra kick as state of disaster ends. Unfortunately, there does not seem to be any correlation between these headlines what is ha- and what is happening on the ground. Inflation is up, the fuel price higher, interest rates are being raised with more to come. Those working are struggling to meet their commitments. And those who are not working, who are on a government grant, are living on 11 rand, 60 per day. The ra- rand is probably as strong as it's going to be, with the likelihood of the weakening in the years ahead. Joining me this evening is Oren Tambo, Portfolio Manager 274 Investment Managers, and Craig Pfeiffer, Chief Investment Strategist at Sasson Wealth. Craig, Oren, thank you very much for joining me this Any evening. Okay. Uh, first, The very first question is, Oren, please just make some sense of this.
1: Yeah, so I think, I think it has been a very uh, tough uh, quarter, you know, um, and, and when you look at wha- what has been happening. So initially, uh, one of the key drivers was essentially the fear around the pace at which the central banks were going to tighten the monetary policy uh, in trying to, uh, to control inflation, uh, and that really caused a lot of uh, sell-off in the markets. Uh, so we saw markets coming down quite significantly in January, uh, and then obviously before that theme could play out, uh, that's when uh, we started having the you know uh, the Russia-Ukraine issue uh, with Russia, you know, after having uh, invaded Ukraine, uh, and and obviously I think investors were trying to drill down in terms of what is going to be the impact uh, of that invasion uh, on various macroeconomic factors, uh, and 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 I think uh, the, the key takeaway that has been coming out there is the fact that it was going to exacerbate inflation, uh, and obviously we're probably going to see uh, more aggressive uh, policy tightening coming through, uh, and, and I think. Uh, you know after that uh, we started seeing markets uh, sort of coming uh, coming back a little bit Uh, but those are the three key uh, so themes that that we're seeing in the market at the moment Uh, It's your inflation uh, it's it's uh, geopolitics and obviously the impact uh, in terms of the path uh, that the economic growth is going to take
0: Craig when we talk about economic recovery and we talk about the man in the street or the person in the street, rather, don't want to be used as gender. But you talk about the person in the street struggling. I mean, they 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 waiting to hear that they can borrow from their pension funds. These are the only people who contribute to pension funds are people who are working, and these are people who are working who now need money from their pension fund. What about all the others that don't have? But in terms of this, I mean. We talk about tightening of rates. We, we've been expecting that. I mean, we've been warned about that for months. Why is the market reacting when that's part of the expectation, normalising economies?
2: Yeah, I think it's, as uh, Oren said, it's, it's all of these crises still you know, on top of each other, in, you know, in amalgamation or in uh, um, yeah. altogether. Uh, we've got, you know, we were anticipating interest rates were going to go up. Um, but if you go back six months, the first interest rate hike in the U.S. was expected in 2023 sometime um, as inflation has picked up and uh, accelerated. And uh, we, we expect in the CPI in the U.S. this week to continue to go up to you know, unprecedented levels, sort of eight, eight and a half percent um, numbers. So uh, that's accelerated that path of um, you know, interest rate hiking. And uh, now the question is more about how many times is the Fed going to raise rates by 50 basis points uh, this year, as opposed to, you know, when will they start putting up interest rates? It's all been brought forward and brought forward very quickly by, by the inflation rate. So that's disconcerting for markets. Uh, it's also distorted uh, the bond market, yields have kicked up, um, and the market doesn't like these uncertainties uh, like that. So if it all played out, Uh, you know over the longer term and uh, we saw uh, you know the fed cutting back on their asset purchases slowly as they'd planned as they'd programmed and then started putting up interest rates you know as you know as the market thought gradually in 25 basis point intervals then the market would have taken that in its stride but i think the fact that you've accelerated this whole program they, uh, they cut short their, their bond buying program very quickly and put up rates very quickly. And now, as I say, we're starting to talk bigger, um, bigger size rate hikes uh, in, in the US. Locally, it's a bit different. Uh, we don't have the same kind of inflation problem. We don't have the same kind of demand. Our economy isn't very strong, um, really, as it is. You're not seeing the consumer going out there and demanding goods and services that's pushing up prices. But in the US, you've got a very robust economy at full employment and those people are demanding more goods and services and that's also helping drive up inflation and i think that's one of the reasons why they've in the u.s they've accelerated that rate hike um, process but here it's still and should still be more gradual um, you know over the over the year ahead and even three rate hikes this year three rate hikes next year locally we're still not back to the level of of that six percent the repo rate uh, was at before the pandemic hit so I think we can still thank our lucky stars that we're we, kind of getting out of this a bit more unscathed than uh, you know, some of our global colleagues.
0: Oren, at the moment, we're exporting a lot more. And in previous years, our balance of payments have been poor. A lot of imports and less exports. All of a sudden, a lot more exporting. The the, the local industry is is surviving on local manufacture. And local manufacturing is virtually non-existent. I mean, can we see our our surplus increasing over the months ahead? or, Or is this likely to reverse? I mean, how long can this commodity boom carry on?
1: Yeah, so you're absolutely right. So I think um, we've had quite a lot of um, uh, tailwinds as a country. uh, And that was because of uh, higher commodity prices. Uh, and, and, and that really played out particularly within uh, the mining sector. So with, with, with our miners, they're getting very high prices. Uh, and I think for a long time, right, so they were getting also a bit of a boost from the RAND because the RAND was, uh, was weakening during that period of time. Uh, but lately, I think we've seen um, a sort of a reversal in terms of the RAND, uh, with the RAND uh, you know, uh, strengthening. And obviously, that's sort of reducing uh, the, uh, you know, the revenues that uh, these miners and many other exporters are getting in RAND 10. So at the end of the day, I think when you look at the surplus, it's going to be a balance of. We also don't have to forget the fact that uh, energy prices have gone up quite significantly. So uh, we import uh, a lot of our, um, uh, you know, energy requirements. So we import oil, and, and we know that oil has been going up. So it's going to be at the end of the day the balance between, uh, you know, what we're going to pay for for energy. Uh, and what we're going to get uh, in terms of uh, the exports that we're getting. But I think I think uh, the consensus in the market at the moment is that uh, we're probably not going to get the kind of surplus that we got uh, during COVID because during that period there was also a kicker in the form that uh, we're not, because of um, uh, restrictions that were around the world, we're not importing as much as well. So the import side was also sort of constrained. Uh, but that again, I mean, is no longer there because the, our restrictions have been, uh, been loosened across the world.
0: Craig, if we'd been sitting here a year ago, would you have predicted the rand at around about the fourteen fifty mark today?
2: Uh, probably not. Uh, I think the rand has benefited from this, uh, uh, you know, the windfall of of the commodity prices. Uh, I expect it would, s- it could still stay, you know, stronger for for a little while still. I think in your intro you said it's probably as good as it gets, and I probably agree with that. Um, as well you know maybe go a little bit better or or not as it trades but i think we're around the the firmest levels we might see but it's on the back of those great trade surpluses that have fed through into a strong current account surplus that current account surplus was expected to diminish over the course of this year um, and even go into a a deficit sort of towards the end of the year which for me would have been one of the the weaknesses the structural weaknesses behind the currency and and would have seen it reverse a bit but we've had these commodity prices now stay elevated Uh, there's a lot of um, the commodities have a war premium in the price but uh, you know even if the war was out the way there's still uh, a number of supply constraints uh, or lesser supply than demand in a lot of the individual markets the likes of platinum, uh, for example, uh, that could keep those prices high still. So I don't think the trade balance will collapse in a heap uh, you know, when the war's over. Um, so we can still benefit from that for a while, but um, it, not to the same extent of those 50 billion plus trade surpluses of last year.
0: Craig, how are you managing portfolios <coughs> in this environment? What are you doing? Just sitting or, or what are you advising clients?
2: Yes, well, I've used all, the, all of the regular expressions, don't panic, stay the course, uh, all of those things. Uh, but I pulled a graph of the J C the other day, just from the beginning of the millennium, the, the 22 years that we've had so far. We've lived through more crises than you could even remember, uh, or, or care to remember, 9-11, Enron, uh, you name it, the global financial crisis uh the war you remember zuma and his two finance ministers in two days all of that uh, and over that time period the market has still grown the index has still grown um, Throw in dividends take off inflation you're still getting close to eight percent real return uh, for you know for each of those years so it's about the longer term just stay the course and uh, we'll get past all of these crises we seem to have more than one at a time at the moment but this too shall pass, they say.
0: They come in than, than, than <laughs> they They're coming quicker than previously.
2: They certainly are. They're coming in greater numbers. But uh, I think that doesn't change the, uh, the underlying philosophy or approach. Uh, just bide your time. Don't try and get in, get out. You know, try, and, try and trade it. And uh, just, you know, if you've bought your quality investments at the start, keep watching them tweak them if you have to, but tweak, not in, get out, you know, in and out completely, and just stay the course.
0: Craig, I've got a graph in my office going back to 1920, that's 102 years, and I've said on this program that 50 out of 50 times I've been right, and not many people can claim to be right 50 out of 50 times, which means I've said the markets always rise to new highs, and this graph shows you all the different trends, but always rise to new highs. From your point of view, I mean, you, you're very much also in fund management, picking yep. funds. Yep. I mean, are you finding very di- very different uh, uh, decisions being made by fund managers?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so I think uh, in terms of strategy generally, uh, I, think the, I don't think there's any better strategy than, uh, you know, what has been said by Craig. <laughs> it's, it's always to stay calm. Uh, but, you know, the way we look at it is with every uh, macroeconomic event that happens um, in the market. Th- for us, there are a couple of things that you can do. Uh, you can either take advantage of it because every um, event creates its own opportunities or you can try to mitigate or you could try to probably even diversify and see how you can play it. So for instance, I think uh, if you take an example of inflation, uh, you know that when you have very high inflation, uh, the response from central banks will be to tighten monetary policies. They're so going to have very high interest rates. So what do you do in terms of your portfolio decisions? What you have to try and do perhaps is to try uh, and reduce your duration. So uh, pull back a little bit in those assets that are very sensitive to, in, to interest rates. Uh, so in the equity markets, uh, we have seen, I think, in January with some of the um, you know, fund managers trying to pull back a little bit from growth. Uh, from growth assets. Not all of them, but those sort of high-duration growth uh, growth assets and they've been going to value uh, and then within their bond are uh, sort of holdings, especially on the global space. Uh, they've been pulling back on duration. So if you had uh, very long uh, duration bonds, uh, they've been pulling back a little bit. So, and, and also again, I mean, in terms of how can you take advantage of these? There are certain assets that um, tend to do well in the high-inflation environment. Uh, so if you can look, for instance, in terms of property, uh, we know that uh, property tends to have very... Uh, this ability to pass on costs uh, to, to to consumers, quality companies uh, within the equity space as well. So we, we kind of see sort of a gravitation, you know, towards uh, those assets. But again, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's all about uh, making sure that your portfolio is diversified so that even if you know y- your conviction is wrong to some extent, uh, you know that uh, your portfolio will be able to sell the cost. Well, when we come back, we, I want to talk about interest rates,
0: and I want to talk about inflation, and I want to talk. about about recession because that's one of the big concerns when interest rates start to rise. But we'll talk about that when I come back. We're going to take a short break. Please stay with us. You can call us on 011 or you can still email me on brian at bdtv.co.za. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.